Hello, our lovely goatees. Guess what? It's time for another bonus episode. Yeah, you you were all sad thinking that we just had our finale, that you were never going to hear from us again, and you were all like steeping in your sadness, but... uh... But we got you. We're like Gandalf the Grey when you're like, oh no, Gandalf died! And then the next movie, he just comes back, but he's like, Gandalf the White! Except we're like, Gandalf the Yellow? I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag represent. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Anyways, Thanks. we just want to say hi, and uh, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanks-fucking-giving. <laughs> the weirdest Thanksgiving in the history of Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, but are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? You know, so my family actually, um, we were slated to go on a big bear trip. Like we were just going to go straight to whatever hotel it was, stay there, um, you know, cook dinner there and, and leave. But with the cases spiking the way they are, I think, um, as of today, we hit like 13,000 in Los Angeles yesterday, which is insanity, but I think we might try and just be safe and like just drive over to their place and like give them fruit and then like leave, you know? So such an Asian thing to do. I know, I know. Like we're definitely gonna oranges. See them. I know. Auspicious fruit, you know. Always only oranges. auspicious fruit. <laughs> only auspicious fruit. Yeah. Um, and then I think we are gonna see my sister in law and her kiddos, but I don't know how long we're going to stay. I don't I don't know. I feel honestly like really ethically conflicted, as I'm sure a lot of our goatees do, too. It's wild because like coming back to L.A., I see everybody diligently wearing masks. You know, I see that there's only like outdoor dining, um, whereas before I was in Utah where no one gave a fuck about anything. And the fact that cases are spiking like crazy, I'm just like, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. You know, Um, and I think we're all mentally and emotionally preparing ourselves for another full lockdown after Thanksgiving because now the curfew has been enforced. Yeah, curfew that I guess went in place on this past Saturday, if you're listening from Thanksgiving side of things. Um, And I think we need to go into a semi-shutdown again. That's what I'm feeling. But what are you feeling about the fact that this will be happening during the most celebrated holiday season of the year? It's genuinely it is really heartbreaking but at the same time like I don't think it's something we weren't thinking about since the summer Mm -hmm. um since cases were so crazy but it just seemed like at the beginning of November like that we had turned some sort of corner and then there was like an announcement about the vaccine so things honestly felt like a lot more hopeful but the past two weeks have just been uptick after uptick after uptick. Mm. You know, I'm definitely a lot more paranoid um, than I have been in, a, in quite a few months. Um, like any any cough or like, you know, any shortness of breath, ev- even coming up the stairs. I'm like, oh, my God, like <laughs> I have it, you know, yeah. and, and like I know we were talking about it's like at this point, it's almost like inevitable to get it in, in a lot of cities across the U.S. So like. I don't think we need to be shaming each other, like forgetting it. Like, dude, it's inevitable. It's so contagious. It's out there. Um, So, yeah, I just want to put that out there. Like, stay careful, stay vigilant. But if you get it, like, dude, we're all in this together, really. 
Yeah. I mean, people being the most careful have also been contracting the virus. So um, it's just if you do like just be safe. I mean, I'm on set every day with at least 30 people, you know, mask wearing, wearing shields and everything. And um, it's just been very gnarly to just think about the fact. And I've been getting a lot of mask knee, like my skin has been breaking out like crazy because it's unnatural to wear these masks for over 12 hours a day. But I just keep telling people, you know, like, I would much rather be having mask knee than getting COVID because I just want to be able to taste my food. Honestly, at the end of the day, like I want to enjoy what I'm eating. All that matters, (laughs) especially in the winter. Like you need to be able to taste your food. That's going to bring you so much joy. Like I'm like seeing all these TikTok videos of like people like chomping into onions and like eating garlic powder and like that was wild. It's crazy. And so like we should send them like the hot ones kit and have them go through like Howlin' Rays (laughs) or like whatever, you know. That there was and no just see what would happen. Only sensation, but nothing more than that. Oh, but do you think you still feel pain? I don't know. These, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, right? I think it's just like a like a very slight sensation. So um, I'm just like, if I ever get COVID, if I can't taste anything, it means I'm no longer human. So yeah. Yeah. that's how yeah, I just. And the only it. food you can eat is like crazy Sichuan food, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that'll give you like every day to give you the shits every day. Yeah, and you're like, I taste nothing, but my nose is running, so it's doing something, you know? Yeah, like craziness. But what's it been like, like working with actors on set? It's been wild. I mean, I just wrapped. Um, you know, I, I'm nearing the end of this other project that I've been doing we wrap on Monday which hopefully you know LA doesn't shut down before then and then we go into Thanksgiving Um, it's been really crazy because since I had that other show in Utah I'm very used to wearing masks and Mm. um, you know one of the uh, supporting actresses she's been on the show for two weeks and then I wrapped her yesterday and she's like Roxy I have no idea what you look like. Whoa. You know, she's like, I, I, I feel like, like, can I see your face? You know oh what I mean? Gosh. So then I like pulled down my mask really quick, like just a flash. Oh I'm like, oh, like, this is what I, I look like. Her. I did moon her. <laughs> and it, it just feels so inappropriate. I'm going to wait for yeah. the siren. Hold for siren. Hopefully they're off to help some people that really need them. Oh, uh, yeah. We are living in the vortex. Why would they have the gall to interrupt <laughs> our podcast how dare they this must be top priority but then you know icus have been like you know super stuffed up with people so um yes we totally understand that but uh honestly like i think for me um i'm just going to make hot pot for myself and zoom with a bunch of people that sounds great but also it's like it's great for a covid thanksgiving but it's not great for like a regular Thanksgiving. You no, know what I mean? I want to share my hot pot with people. I know. I want to double dip my tofu with someone, you know? I want to double dip my like tofu chopsticks. with you. Oh, I want to double dip tofu with you. I want our chopsticks to kind of like bump, you know? And like then like all of a sudden. dipping the sauce and then we look at each other, like into each other's That's eyes for like cute. a brief moment. And then Ooh. we feel that electricity and then we're just like, oh wait, my, my tofu has been in that sauce for too long. It's over sauced now. Oh, it's over sauced, but I'm still going to eat it. And that over sauciness is going to remind me of you for the rest of my days. And then I'm just going to take the hot pot and throw it to the side like clear the table and make out with you that's 
And then it's going to burn a hole in my carpet and I'm going to have to, you know, never get my security deposit back. It's going to be great. It's all the things. But everything's worth it for that one moment of passion, right? Oh my God. So much passion. So much passion. But then I get on top of you and you're like, wait, let me finish chewing my tofu. Like, bitch, I'm not done yet. I know. Also, there's a bed right there. Why would we do this on a hard ass dining table? And it's just like, I have chrysanthemum leaves all over me. I'm toy and I, I don't feel cute anymore. And then Yaya like eats up everything on the floor. And your like, dog. No, you're and not like, supposed to do that. You have kidney stones. <laughs> But growing up, Rex, because I know like for a lot of Asian American kids, like we have such a hybrid dinner for Thanksgiving when you were with your fam. Like mm-hmm. what was what did Thanksgiving look like for y'all? It's usually hot pot. OK. You know, yeah. I like, like yeah. they don't know about like the traditional Thanksgiving fair. And if we did, we go to Marie Calendar's for, oh the, my God. for the, you know, the usual like Thanksgiving supper. Everyone gets a play yes. and then we yes. all get to enjoy whatever we have because um, yes. we're such a small family. You know, it's just the three of us. And um, and so yeah. usually that would be the option to have that American experience. Or I just remember one time we went to like my parents, uh, they had a little gathering with some other friends and they had turkey with hot pot. What? Oh, I mean, you know winning I mean? combination. It's kind of weird, yeah. though. It, it's just, it's just kind of weird because, like, hot pot, you're just like, oh, like beef or like chicken and seafood and all that. Yeah. But then they literally had turkey slices, like from the deli, just like there to like, if you want to dip into the soup, it's weird. Um, oh my god! Like, if you want a little trip to fan, here you go. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> fucking weird. So, um, you know, I think, I think. It's interesting for me and I think for a lot of us that we'll be practicing our gratitude and solitude this year. Yeah, right. that's true. And it's rare, you know, um, th- like I think too, like as an Asian American, I'm so appreciative of the fact that we do Thanksgiving right <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in that like we don't just do like a traditional Thanksgiving. We do like a hybrid of of Chinese cuisine, Taiwanese cuisine and like American cuisine. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, like my dad makes turkey with not regular stuffing, but like yo fan stuffing. Oh, so like gluttonous rice God. stuffing. So it's like the inside oh, of a zongzi, but like stuffed up. into the cavity of the turkey. That yeah, and like so good. It is the fucking shit. Let me tell you, Roxy. And like, like, I think the first time I went to like an American friend's house for dinner for Thanksgiving, um, it was, it was great. It was amazing. But I was like, what the fuck is this stuffing? And like, why is it disgusting? I couldn't figure out what stuffing was for the longest time. Yeah. Like, what even is it? If it's not inside of something, is it even a thing? <laughs> Can you just have stuffing on the side? Yeah. I know. It was, that's actually kind of true. I, I remembered that like when I was in elementary school, you know, like everybody would have those like, school would have these activities where it's like, oh, Thanksgiving meal with everybody. Everybody had a slice of turkey, uh, cranberry sauce, mashed Mm. potatoes, stuffing. And I would always get mad at my parents for not understanding what that is. You know? Yeah. Like, well, how come we don't have traditional Thanksgiving food? But then they would, the only way they would know how is like to go to Marie Calendar. (laughs) I mean, that is the epitome of like, you know, American cuisine. Yeah. I mean, do you like pumpkin pie? I, yeah. Hi ho. Like you'll eat it if it's in front of I'll you. I'll eat oh, it if, if it's in front wow. of me. I'll eat it for the sake of um Thanksgiving culture. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think you'll eat it because like for for example, it's like eating yuping, right? Or like oh, yeah, yeah, mooncakes yeah. like during the mid autumn festival. Yeah. It's like I don't love mooncakes. I don't love it, but I will yeah. eat it for yes. the sake of the of the holiday, you yes. know? And then you start to associate it with it and then you kind of like feel like your day is empty if you didn't eat it. Right. And like black eyed peas for like what, New Year's or something? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've know. never really done, but I heard I've that other people do it. <laughs> I've never done that. But um, Rox, like, what are you grateful for this year since we're getting like sappy oh and like cute and like oh my god like what are you thankful for actually last week i had a um, general meeting with a production company in yeah. canada did i tell you the story no okay and um i was referred off by this company that i just worked with in utah and they like um and uh you know the cco is like a really big champion of mine Oh, nice. And so she referred me, and this show is being EP'd by Eli Roth. Whoa. And they were just like, Eli is actually a huge fan of yours. What? And what? I was like, no way, because we've never met before. But, yeah. you know, um, it was just, they were like, oh, yeah, he, like, really pushed you for this and, like, all this stuff. And, Whoa. And, like, I... I was I was really humbled first of all, but then we started talking. It's like my first time meeting these three guys. You know, they're like dudes. You know, white men. You know, like yeah, yeah. And then we were talking, and then one of them asked me, "How did you get your start in genre?" And you know, this year has been such a wash for all of us. Like, I haven't been in. You know, we haven't been in film festivals. We haven't been. I haven't been talking about you know movie making. I haven't been on as many panels mm-hmm. or speaking engagements as I usually have been. So then I started talking about like you know how I first got my start, and yeah. then out of nowhere, I think my period was coming or like whatever <laughs> the fuck or like I was just. I mean, I was exhausted and burnt out, but I was hit with this overwhelming feeling of gratitude. And I was so grateful, like me saying my story and hearing my story all over again was just a reminder of like, look at how far you've come, bitch. And look yeah. at who is talking to you. Look at who is like supporting you yeah. and who who is noticing you and like who loves you and like loves your work and, and everything like that. And I just started, I lost it. Like I, I went full on, like, I don't think I got the job because like they, they just all freaked out, like on the zoom and i was like i'm so sorry i know i'm supposed to be professional but i'm just so thankful (laughs) and i was the most beautiful endearing shit and if they didn't hire you like they're lost but like damn like they're asking you to reflect and you are going there oh you are God. like methoding you know what i mean I, you know and i just you know and one of them is like much older and i couldn't get a read on him and i'm like oh my god i really hope he doesn't associate women with being emotional or anything oh. like that like that was the sure. only part where i was like a little weird about but then i was feeling so i felt so many feelings in that moment i felt so much gratitude and like the reminder of the fact that you know Billion people on this planet would give up, will give up everything they have to be where I am right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was a really humbling moment. Um, mm. So it's it's so strange. Like this year has been an extreme roller coaster of ups and downs and um, polar extremes. And um, but a big win that I've had is my health this year. You know, I got myself in shape. I do. I work out every day. Um, I feel much better about myself. I did a, yeah. did a lot of inner work this year. And I think in terms of glowing up, this was the biggest glow up I've had mm-hmm. this year because I've done so much reflecting, so much boundary setting. And yeah. like I'm asking for more specific things now you know 
I'm not just letting myself be whatever, go with the wind. No, no, no. I'm setting my own fucking path and asking for the right people to be around me. So all the losses I've had, thank you, universe. All the wins I've had, thank you, universe. You know, Um, I am just so grateful. Like this is the season to be grateful. I I have been working nonstop for three months now without a day off. And I'm looking forward to going back into lockdown and like not going anywhere again, you know, and just recovering, like, you know, hibernating, getting back to like, you've, you've put out so much into the world the past couple of months, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's so much energy, so much work, so much thought. Um, you, you deserve time to like rest again for sure. Thank you, babe. And like, as someone who has been there since like the beginning of this journey (laughs) that you've had, like, I remember, you know, just like nights where you're just like, I'm just going to, all we can afford is this like $5 bottle of cheap ass wine. And you know, our apartment was like never heated. Like it was always like a little cold in the winter. And like we ate like cheap ass, like post-college meals and but we would just lay in your bed and like dream. I just remember laying always your your bedroom, your heart, your soul was always open um, to you dreaming and to anyone around you to share their dreams with you. you know? <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and to see just how far you've come in like working hard to see those dreams through and always supporting people like through their own process of um, realizing their hopes and their dreams like. It's, it's amazing. And honestly, it's like one of the best things, like we said, is like getting to grow older with you is one of the great honors of my oh life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are such a poet. Like every time you speak, I just want to cry even more. And I am on my period now. So it's just like a wave of emotions nonstop. Oh, no, but that, but that's so true. It's just like, I think we have more space to think and reflect, Mm -hmm. you know, and and learn to be present. I think that is the biggest lesson of this year. But like, what about you, babe? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that this year obviously has been replete with challenge after challenge after challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's come with, you know, I started this year completely unemployed. Um, I, we had moved to New York. We didn't know what we were going to do. I had no direction in my life. And, and to be honest, like we were thinking of staying in New York, but like from a music perspective, I had no connections. We had none of our equipment. I had no idea what we were going to do. All I remember is at the start of the year, laying out what it is that I wanted to accomplish. And some of those things were like really figuring out my purpose, like finding the thing that I wanted to throw my weight behind, like devote the next chunk of my life to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, cause I felt a little bit lost, a little bit adrift, you know? Um, and so I think that I've done that. I think throughout the year, um, in terms of just like laying down what it is that I want to do with my life and my life coach and I like kind of came to this conclusion yesterday um, when we were talking, but I realized like, yeah, what I want to do is in imp- is empower and educate Asian American, especially um, women, female identifying people. So, um, you know, it's so simple. And I think I've actually been doing that most of my life, but I don't think it's ever been as clear, you know, all the things that I'm doing now, um, whether it's TikTok food videos or music or doing this podcast together, 
it's all in service of that. And and for that reason, like I feel so happy that I'm put in the place where I can be the most use, you know, based on what I've been through, what my skills are. You know, I think that's part of getting older, too, is like suddenly having enough skill sets to make you truly like autonomous in a way. But at the same time, having friends that have also grown with you that you can ask to help and like work on projects together where you both have like skill sets that you can only build up over time and experience. It sounds so funny that you say that it's simple, but it's not only simple. It is very specific. Right. Because you know how so many people, they uh, you ask them, what what do you want to do? I want to give back to the world. Okay, right. how? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I just want to. Sure, we all want to, but it comes down to recognizing exactly what it is that our gifts are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and then also honoring the fact that you do indeed have these gifts that you can nurture. Right. Right? So that is so incredible because I see that in every fiber of your being, Priscilla. <laughs> you know, because wow. also you're 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 incredibly gifted in writing, communicating, engaging with people, you know, like that is something that you have had that goes beyond just your music and your songwriting in the past. And it definitely goes beyond your marketing. I mean, marketing, yes, but it goes, it's like the bigger picture beyond the surface level of how we function in everyday life. Right. I really appreciate that. And I like, I think that yeah, one of the things that I'm coming to realize is like, I used to think, oh, well, I do this and I do that and none of these will cross over. But I think figuring it out that like all of these things fall under this umbrella mm-hmm. of my purpose, you know, it, it's really empowering for myself too. And I think, I think adding that element of like, I never, I don't think I would actually be like a good teacher in like the um, formal sense, you know, but in terms of like adding education to what it is that I want to be pursuing, like I want to take what I learn and like how, um, you know, learning things broken down in a certain way has empowered me so much and allowed me to carry forward. And I want to bring that to more people, like as simple as that. And you know where that comes from is because we didn't get these conversations when we were growing up. Like I was surprised by my desire to educate and facilitate as well. Like why was I doing this film festival? Why do I suddenly want to have more discussions on the podcast? You know, do more panels. Like it's because I didn't have the funnels of information being funneled down to me. I had no access to them. Totally. This access should be freely given to more people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think we as children of immigrants will be a generation of bridges, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's okay. I think I'm starting to realize like, yes, it'd be really nice to be my, like to be a landmass, but I think the nature of our birth and the nature of like our cultural upbringings, um, and, and plural for a reason, right? Like the, the nature of our cultural upbringings will make it so like we are best served as being bridges between these two spaces. Yes, and that is our responsibility as well yeah. as our purpose. And and I think there's passion and um, true desire to share, mm. which makes it like, I think, um, not a deadly concoction, but a very successful concoction for very contagious being. Yes, like COVID nineteen, <laughs> like COVID nineteen, <laughs> and it only gets more contagious as it spreads, but in the most positive yeah. way. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little brain slow today because I'm still hungover, <laughs> so if I'm not coming up with the right words. Just forgive no. me. Just listen to Priscilla. No, <laughs> she's more eloquent. No, she's doing sober November, which is why her oh, head yeah. is so clear. 
No, I did. Uh, yeah, I did want to talk about sober November, <laughs> but um, finally, I think for me, like you know, obviously finding a purpose not not a small thing, huge, like you know, monumental, um, and more than ever, family and community. Yeah. You know, and I think beyond just COVID nineteen, I think living away from family and community, almost like a head start on, on quarantining in a way. I think I was a little cocky. I, I thought you know I was going to be fine without them. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, guys, like stop loving me so much. Like, chill. You know. But being away from them, crying myself to sleep on certain nights, missing the togetherness, um, it makes me appreciate the people in the family in my life like so much more so. Mm. Yeah, we truly have learned to appreciate those around us during this time of solitude. So yeah, keep them close to you guys. Make sure you reach out and stay in touch. Um, well, don't hug your family, but mentally hug mentally your family, hug you know? everybody, and then let's just wait for the vaccine so we can actually have a hugging orgy with everybody that we want the moment oh we get back to it. The hugs are going to be so <laughs> intense. But babe, I really want to talk to you about Sober November because you're yeah. clear-headed as fuck right now, and uh, this has really surprised me because you know we talked about your addiction to drinking. Yeah. In the previous episode and how hard it is, like, you know, because you and Abe do love to drink and yeah. And like undertaking Sober November and challenging yourself with this process. What was it like and how have you transformed so far? Well, first of all, how did this come about? Tell me. Um, so Abe was even saying like, like drinking almost became like a chore, like it almost became an obligation. Wow. I don't know why, mm. but it just felt like it, it was just something we had to upkeep like at the, at five six o'clock every day it was like should we get a drink you know um and uh, you know i think like we talked about last time it really upticked throughout our time in ashland um and you know I, I, like since then i've kind of gone, gone weeks where i haven't drank as much and then and we kind of like binge after that or something um so it hasn't been a healthy relationship with alcohol for sure um and often when we were buzzed or drunk like then we would have like arguments that would just like get exacerbated by our drunken state you know what i mean and like all of a sudden like the next morning like he felt empty and i felt like hurt and empty and and you know we both were feeling hurt and and uh, like misunderstood and not heard and all of this um and i think it was easy for me to blame that on the nature of my husband mm. and maybe i don't know about him but maybe him to blame it on my nature as well you know um because we we turn into different beings when we drink um and as much as i as i think alcohol can release things from you it can also just bring out sides from sides of you that sh like aren't even rooted in any sort of reality right you know mm -hmm. And so it's definitely, I don't think it's, I'm not in the camp that believes that alcohol is just a truth serum. I think it kind of chemically alters your brain. And so different facets of your personality come out that aren't rooted in reality. Um, and so anyway, I, I kind of wanted to do sober November because things were just coming to a head in terms of like my health. Like I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't maintain my weight at a healthy space. Um, I felt like I was always tired. Mm. Um, I felt like I was always um, chasing, a, like chasing that hangover, like, uh, you know, always doing anything I could after 11 p.m. to like hydrate enough, do enough to make sure I didn't feel too hungover the next morning. Like how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, this was like after after weeks of not drinking very much, you know. So like, you know, you had it under control. But like, I think for me, like I, I was a very I, I still am a very high functioning um, drinker. Mm -hmm. And so I can have four or five 
you know, glasses of whiskey. And then the next morning I'm like, I I'll pull it together. I'll make it to all those meetings. I'll get it done. Um, and then I'll like crash, um, for like an hour nap and then get up and start drinking again, you know? So, um, it, it, it was just not a healthy process. I could feel myself just coming apart at the edges. And I, I felt like some of the arguments my husband and I were having were just like getting exhausting. It was just honestly exhausting because it was kind of like the same like types of arguments and fights over and over. Um, but we would just loop in a certain space. You know, we couldn't get out of it. I was sick of how we were. I was sick of how I was feeling every day. I was tired of it. So, you know, we just kind of decided let's do sober November kind of on a whim. And Abe was like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I was going to do it myself at first. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And the surprising thing was it wasn't that hard. And I'll tell you like the only times it was hard, but it really wasn't that difficult, like in terms of cravings or, or anything like that. Um, and obviously like we're not going out to bars, so there's not really a ton of pressure that way. Um, saved a ton of money this month. And, um, I think the, the, the crazy thing about it though, was like the withdrawals that we did experience. So obviously we weren't like drink in the morning, like drink all day, like, you know, drunk all the time, um, alcoholics like that. But, um, because a lot of the, of the withdrawal symptoms you'll read online are, you know, you have the shakes or you could potentially go into a coma, like all of these like very extreme things. Like we, like, I don't think we were on that level, um, or too much so in danger of any of those. But what, what did happen was like, we had lingering, I still have like a little bit of a lingering headache. Like we had lingering headaches, um, and Abe had like a full blown migraine and I had a couple nights where I was like, had such a bad headache. Like I had to just lay down and like not do anything, you know? Um, and, uh, that was startling cause that's definitely your body telling you like, bitch, we don't, this is not good. You know what I mean? Like something is off balance here literally because like you're, you're adding poison to your diet every day, you know? And so that was like honestly a big wake up call. Um, and, uh, on top of that, I think like we were craving sugar because alcohol turns into sugar in your body. Um, we were just feeling like lethargic, very foggy brained. Um, but since like now it's been, uh, I think about like, yeah, three weeks, give or take, I think we're turning the corner where the headaches are kind of going away. The foggy brainness is kind of going away. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I, I always sleep pretty well. So my sleep isn't really changed, but I think my husband's quality of sleep has gotten a little bit better. His in, insomnia is still not great, but his like quality of sleep has gotten a little better. We haven't fought like since, wow. which is crazy to think about. Like we haven't had a fight in the evenings at all like we will have you know little like arguments like oh did you put the napkins in the bag like yeah i put the napkins in the bag there's no napkins here where'd you put the nap <laughs> you know there's stuff Those like that still. moments yeah yeah but like you know we haven't fought we haven't had like any need to raise our voices any need to be upset which is crazy um and again such a like such a light bulb moment for me it's honestly kind of crazy and i would also say if anyone's like kind of looking for a support group obviously professional help is always the best. Um, and if you have friends that can keep you accountable, always the best. But there's also a subreddit on Reddit called Stop Drinking. And um, every day people either share about their success stories or about their cravings and everyone, it's a whole community just talking about almost like supporting the, the, the desire to stop drinking, whether you're still drinking or not. And then in addition to that, kind of rewiring your brain because I think with advertising and, and, and the way like, you know, in, in the media, like in TV shows and movies, 
the way drinking is portrayed um, in our society, I think does need a little bit of a shift. And I am not going to say like I'm going to become a teetotaler, but I think my relationship with alcohol is going to change from this point on. And that, and that's my hope. And I hope everyone holds me to that. You know what I mean? Um, and I will say like the one time it was really difficult was when our friend um, Kevin Fong came over, um, love him so much. And he like, it was like the first guest I think ever that we had over where we weren't drinking. And, and, and because of that, he didn't want to drink cause we weren't drinking. And, it was like really fun, had a great time. But then at 1030, it was like, okay. And he was like, I guess I should go. You know what I mean? The energy was different. Um, like my husband's love language has a lot to do with being like generous. And that definitely feeds into like drinking, you know, drinking together. But, you know, uh, the Korean drinking culture, pouring for each other, making sure no one's glass is empty, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I think we're still trying to mitigate moments like that where, um, you know, we we're still building up that social fortitude, I think, either with not imbibing or imbibing much less. This sort of feels like to me like there's like a giant leech on the side of your body. And yeah. You're trying to like peel it away from you. Yeah. But at the same time, the leech is like, I got your blood. You need me. You know what you I'm need saying? Me, bitch. You I need know. me. And also, yeah, drinking is so normalized into our everyday life. Like, yeah. relax, have a drink, celebrate, yeah. have a drink, everything, yeah. have a drink, you know. And um, I feel you because my drinking pattern now nowadays is um, I gain weight super easy. So it's like I go for a week without drinking. Then I go really hard one night. But that's also an addictive pattern, too. That's not something that's healthy either, you know, because then I drink to get drunk. And that's like how I use my alcohol for, you know. So um, but I'm very proud of you. And it sounds like all of this has just been so much healthier for you. You know, it's healthy emotionally yeah. for you, physically for you, you know, for your you could think a lot more and have better clarity about things. And the thing about alcohol is that it brings out all of your emotions. But the thing is, as people, our emotions don't rule us, you know. True, true. That's a good point. So like when you're able to navigate, you know, your dialogue with Abe in a more healthy cohesive way it's because you have control over that when you need to discuss something right yeah yeah because i'm definitely i'm already a bleeding heart but i'm super sensitive right when i'm drinking you know i'm easily easily hurt you know yeah and i i think he has a lot of you know he suffers from ptsd from like you know his journey in his life and when we do have him on the pod we can grill him about all of that but a lot of that trauma comes out in the form of anger you know um and that's an emotion as well and so if you put and uh, someone who suffers from trauma who exhibits it as anger and then someone who's super sensitive and like a bleeding heart and put them together it, it it's a combustible situation you know 100% but i've been so appreciative like I remember everything that happens in movies. You know, I'm I'm much more reliable. Like work can text me at 10 p.m. I mean, I want to set healthy boundaries, but I'm just saying if there's an emergency and work needs me at 10 p.m., I'm boom up and at it. Not like buzz trying to find the WordPress login. You know what I mean? So and and like we my husband and I have more meaningful conversations and it's just been really great. I was afraid I was going to be bored at night. I'm not going to lie. That was like definitely my fear. But We've been a lot more productive. Like we can just start trying to make like start on a track, like doing music, like like late at night. While as before, it's one of those things where you'd make it at night and you're like, yeah, and like you're drunk and you're like, this is awesome. And the next morning you're like, wow, that was shit. Like, I don't know what what we were doing or what we were hearing. So, yeah. 
that's where I'm at. And I don't know if this relates to anybody out there. I don't know if anybody's thinking of backing off on drinking or if you're if you're drinking right now, honestly, like fucking no judgment. Like I've been drinking for seven years straight with my husband, you know, and so this is just what I needed to do. But if you have thoughts or anything about it, please, like I would love to hear your journey. Roxy would love to hear your journey. Just email us at hello at two com. Going back to that, it's sort of like uh you know, this year I said my whole thing was being able to distinct what I wanted versus what I needed. And you need to ask yourself what it is that you need. Do you yeah. need alcohol all the time? Do you need alcohol every day? Right. And and it's like, I want it, but do I need it? You know, and then like the health journey, I think for both of yeah. us, like that is so significant for this year. Um, like, I think for me, like uh, I've been nonstop working for three months now, at least. And um, it, when it rains, it pours. It literally all came at once. Like um, I did a feature, I did a TV show and then it was like I did a TV show. I wrapped uh, and then a, and then I came back to LA, did prep for it for a week, and then went right into shooting, oh and then was doing post while I'm shooting. So it's like doing coming home after a 12 hour day and going up at night, giving notes on the episodes, and then spending all my weekends on it, and then also editing this podcast, like <laughs> on top of everything. You know what I mean? Like I literally had no time, and I think what that has really taught me was I was afraid of losing certain relationships in my life, mm-hmm. or like I was afraid of you know, judgment or people who feel like I wasn't making space for them. But strangely Mm. enough, you know, once I conveyed that, like everybody was so respectful and everybody was so patient with me, like so understanding, so compassionate. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for this year, I don't think that would have happened. You know, people would have been like, oh, well, screw you. You know, like I would go and do my own thing. And if you don't care about me, like whatever. But but people, you know, I think this has really changed us. And we know if an opportunity comes, you grab it by the balls and you and you go for it. And I'm just so thankful again, like coming back to this gratitude moment of like, I'm so grateful for everyone I have in my life. Like, honestly, like uh, the relationships I've developed this year have just taught me so much. And um, I am just seriously so grateful. I mean, I know not everything's a win, but I took something out of everything that I went through. Do you ever feel... Because this is something like Abe and I have been talking about. Do you ever feel like with all the work that you've gotten this year and all the opportunities and whatnot, like a little bit of survivor's guilt compared to, I don't know, like theater, like all of them are out of work. None of them have anything to do. I feel I feel a certain amount of survivor's guilt. I actually would say that I don't because hmm. for so long, nothing came. Yeah. And when it does and when it comes at this pace at the like I think I've reached a turning point where I am proud of myself Mm. like truly truly proud and like I want to give my time and knowledge to more people and that's how I deplete that survivor's guilt you know what I mean because it's not me versus whoever the fuck you know it's like me and everyone Mm. so I take their successes with me or their failures with me Mm. do you understand what I'm saying so it's like the community is suffering in different ways and we all suffer but we all win too right so we have to take note of our winnings because this year has been so hard enough that it's hard to not feel success and joy when you're able to relish in it so um so that's how I would see that and like 
Also, realizing that big life changes before the pandemic happened used to be so groundbreaking for people and people around you, like, oh, someone having a baby, someone getting married, or like someone moving away, and yeah. you know, or like getting this big job or whatever, and getting an Emmy Award or like getting what my, my cousin is nominated for seven Golden Horse Awards, Jesus. and he's probably going to win Best Director, but wow. you know, the Ang Lee is going to give him his hey, like, it's in the blood, you know, and, and like, and I'm just like, this, that's great, but also it's just a moment. Like, you know, this year has conditioned me that like everything huge and everything small, it's just, it just is. Yeah. You know what it is. We're all becoming Buddhist. <laughs> I think so. I think, I think it really is because now it's like, oh yeah, another four weeks of a lockdown. Sure. You know, like, but that whatever's best for everybody. Like, yeah. sure. Like, so the projects that you've gotten and you were saying like, you know, rel- relishing in the joy of that. Do you feel like you would have? Um, if this was a non-pandemic year, do you think you would have appreciated these opportunities oh, less? Oh, no. no. I, I mean, yes, I would have appreciated it a lot less. Like, I think it would just be the grind. It would just be the hustle. It would just yeah. be how I saw things in my pre-pandemic life. Oh, we'll just call it pre-pan Roxy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pre-pan Prisca, pre-pan whoever, you know, pre-pan Bob, pre-pan Brian, pre-pan, yeah. uh-huh. uh, you know. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, Sally. Sally. Uh, yeah. So however you want to say pre-pan you, and if you mm-hmm. didn't experience any growth this year, really take the time to ask yourself why, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it's important that you, that you know, and, and I see a lot of people that I started working with now that have huge shifts in thinking, huge shifts in boundary setting, huge realizations. Everybody has gone through something, you know, and I'm like, wow, I haven't seen you since last year. Wow. You know, like, was that really the last project we worked on together? Yeah. And it felt like yesterday. Right. And, and, and we're different people now. So it's, um, I definitely wouldn't, be the same person in fact i'm curious to go into like a different parallel universe and see what that roxy is like but there's no pandemic roxy and uh see if she'll turn out bitter and like you know burnt out or like whatever you know what i mean i think she would be very different but i'm saying that pandemic roxy because it's not post pandemic yet is still someone that i'm just like bish i'm fucking proud of yous I'm grateful for you and everything you went through. Holy fucking shit. It's not easy. There you go. And do you feel like it affects the art itself? Like, oh. Do you feel like the way you create oh. is just like a little different? Babe, <laughs> I know you feel this too. You know what I mean? Like everything yeah. has a different context now. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I'm making these projects that don't have people wearing masks and it's just weird. Like seeing faces in their complete form freaks me out. Like, yeah. I think people are more attractive with masks on, you know, like yeah. when I see their full faces, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's like a <laughs> yes. weird subconscious thing that's happening now with yeah. all of us. Do you think there's going to be a weird fetishistic approach to mouths and teeth and nostrils going forward? Oh, I bet it's already <laughs> happening. Look for that on the subreddit group, Priscilla. <laughs> okay. um, nostrils. Yeah. And uh, and the only way we see full faces is through TikTok, Zoom. Wow. Right. Yep. This is the mm-hmm. acceptable form. But in person, it's a little freaky. Totally. I got to be honest now. Yeah. It doesn't feel normal. And like I'm shooting these projects and they're all fun, but I'm like. This feels like a life so different and so far away. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like dicks being exposed. Yep. Doesn't feel like real (laughs) life. But then it's like when you wear a mask, how can you act? You do eyebrow acting. That's what you do. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. Eyebrow acting. Goodness me. (laughs) And, you know, not to be whatever, but stereotypical, but Asians tend to have smaller eyes. Not as much going on. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Unless you're a professional. Totally different when you're a profesh. But I am not profesh. 
And the most that I can do is like blink, like blankly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have to go through another inclusion movement of having characters and masks that are Asian because <laughs> yes yes then history will just fucking repeat itself it's true Tim Joe was on this is us this week and he was like masked up pretty much the whole time and I was like wow what a shame to mask up that beautiful face Tim but you know it, 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 it he did it he rocked it you know he brought a great performance mask on I'm just wondering when this will become like a part of our media yeah you know it's true. And you were saying everything masked, not masked, is going to be considered a period piece. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> here on T-Hornigos. <laughs> we're bringing you the truth fast. <laughs> we're bringing you the pre-pan world. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. That'll be our, like, <laughs> our news desk. Memories of a pre-pan world. Huh? This is what it was like to date and fall in love. This is what it was like to go to school. This is what it was like. Oh, my God. Yeah, to go Pandemic to the grocery update. store. Pandemic update. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Honestly. I love it. You got to just find joy and gratitude every day. Like, you know, there yeah. are still so many things to be thankful for. I know that this year was hard on all of us as a collective and as individuals but please don't forget that a billion people on this world would trade places with you in an instant yeah. just think about and it that way God, like everyone we just have to say this podcast like is one of the things we're both most grateful for yes. and that has to do with every single one of you. Like, I mean, literally we're done with our season and we couldn't get away. We finished the season. And we were like, when's the next one? You know what I mean? So we're literally doing this bonus episode because you guys are bringing you, you everyone out there is bringing us so much joy and so much hope and um, giving us a reason to continue on with our purpose as well. And hopefully, you know, giving you guys a little, uh, giving you all a little company while you're going through your own exploration journeys we love you guys so much we love but now it's time for a quick abbreviated <laughs> i really haven't been living <laughs> like a real life at all so she's um, literally chugging monsters i've just been chugging monsters every single like every time prisca's been doing these episodes <laughs> with me she's just seen me chugging monsters so uh you know i love clark street bread <laughs> Woo! I brought Priscilla recently. Yeah. And it has become her new fave as well. They have the best sourdough bread in all of Los oh Angeles. Have I talked about Clark Street bread before? I feel like I've had. No, you haven't. Are you sure? You have not. Okay. No, you haven't. Um, because I didn't know about it till we went hiking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then um did you what is that one pastry that you love so what? much? Konaman. Oh yeah, that. Oh my lord. Okay, you talk about that. You talk about it's that. It's kind of I think it's like a some sort of phyllo dough with um some sort of like sugar topping that's usually um brulee in some mm, way mm -hmm. so it's like a little bit crispy caramelized sugar on top and then like a croissant basically on the bottom um i you know they they don't just do them anywhere because they're not that easy to do um so they're delicious and um roxy ordered like us a parisian sandwich or something uh -huh. and that with like mustard and cornichons on there and it was like you know sometimes they give you cornichons and it's like one cornichon like bitch give me that hit of acid let's not fuck around this one has a little cornichon, like little landmine, landmine every other bite. Mm -hmm. So it was like, poof, poof, like every time you're like, okay, this is getting a little bit fatty because it's got cheese. It's got like that, um, you know, luncheon meat in there. And then you take a bite with that cornichon with the bread, which has the perfect amount of like crunch and body. And it's like pillowy as fuck. Yes. Uh, oh, we got the hummon burrow. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And it was just 
insanely delicious. I we both rolled our eyes back in the like to the back of our head, and um, it was a great time. And they have good coffee too. And I'm eating a slice of their sourdough right now. Yeah. So Clark Street Bread, um, sponsor us because no, please sponsor free advertising. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So for me, I just watched finished watching The Crown season four. Like, oh my god, Diana. Oh like, can we talk about god, Princess Diana? Diana. Have you seen it yet? No, Have you but seen I, it yet? I started watching the first episode last night and then she made the entrance at like the end of episode oh. one. And I was like, ah, holy shit. She oh looks my just God. like her. Her energy. She looks so much like her. Did yeah. you, and the dress, like I saw trailers with like the, the wedding dress. So she was saying on set, everyone, when she put on the dress was like kind of freaking out because she just looked so much like, like she carried the essence. You know what I mean? I, I didn't think that was possible. I didn't even think that was going to be an option. You know, everyone on the set had, were, they, they were speaking in hushed tones. Like there was a certain amount of reverence just to that moment in and of itself. Because I think if you grow up in the UK, like that was so iconic. You know what I mean? And obviously in the US as well, but must have been even like pumped up. 10x whatever that was in the uk and then on top of that the actress who plays diana she was hired not even intended to be the actress but she was just supposed to be the actress who does read-throughs opposite of camilla because they were auditioning camillas yeah and then as they're seeing her in casting tape after casting tape they were like wait but she's kind of amazing and then they ended up giving her the role holy shit she brought diana back to life yeah like spooky it was, and then Char, oh, you, okay, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, and I, and I don't want to spoil it for Roxy. Suffice it to say, just go watch it. It's probably the juiciest season of um, The Crown ever. And honestly, I love Olivia Coleman. She's oh, not, she's incredible. She's amazing. She's not my favorite of the queens. Claire Foy is. Like, Claire Foy is just. The, she embodies something so good and so pure and like all of this. And I get it. Like, you know, the queen in this time of her life needed to be reinterpreted. And, and I appreciate the reinterpretation. But even given that Olivia Colman's not my favorite queen, she fucking killed it this season. And um, her opposite, uh, Margaret Thatcher, Gillian Anderson, was really juicy, really fun. Lots of like girl power, like fights, which is amazing. Um, cause it's not, not none of it's vindictive. No one's a mean girl, but it's just showing multifaceted females, which I really appreciated. Um, my other pick is Greta, uh, Greta Thunberg. There's a documentary of, of her on Hulu. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but I was just tearing up throughout the entire um, film because you just see how dedicated she is. She she does have Asperger's. It's almost like her superpower you recognize in this way because she's just unafraid to tackle anything. And I loved how, you know, all these right-wing media sites were just saying she just wanted attention. Her parents were exploiting her, all of this. But the fact is like, she was just like in every interview, the con- most consistent thing was like, it's not about me. It's all of us doing it together. It's not about me. It's all of us coming together to fix something bigger than us, you know? And I was like really stirred by that. And, and, you know, she does travel to the U S at one point in like a little sailboat mm-hmm. and it took her weeks to come across. And she was fucking miserable and like scared and sad and missing home and all of this. But she, still had the commitment and like the drive to continue and rightfully chastise all of us who came before her um, for not doing more. I really think she's sent from the future. There's no way that this little girl, you know, is 
she she's so ahead of her time yeah. and she's so incredibly brave courageous has so much integrity you know like as a young girl when she was so like a baby because she she came into power power quote unquote but like you know the worldwide media when she was 13 years old she's been doing this work since she was like a little kid you yeah. know yeah caring and doing research obsession about saving the planet i want to be greta we should get that tattooed just when i grow up i want to be i'm gonna get her face tattooed on me (laughs) well we have to get each other tattooed on each other oh you're going on my ass for sure oh oh fun (laughs) oh my god maybe i'll like hmm, i want i have to think about where i want to have you i'm gonna keep you warm all the time basically oh my god i love it the warmest parts and then i can literally tell you sit on my face (laughs) (laughs) um well guys thank you so much for joining in on this bonus episode watch out we have so many (laughs) random bonus episodes that we might throw at you whenever we want yes so subscribe so you don't miss anything because we're we're just gonna sneak attack you you know like uh, in fleabag where she sneak attacks her boyfriend in the shower yeah you're never you're never ready for us you're you're never ready (laughs) oh yeah it was consistent with 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 the seat with you know our first season but now we're just doing whatever we want until the next season until season two you can't keep a good girl down you know what i'm saying (laughs) so we gonna keep coming at you um whether you like it or not just kidding we're asking for consent (laughs) Um, I think if you hit subscribe, that's asking for consent to bang your inbox. We are the leech <laughs> on the side want. of your body. We are your addiction. You won't that's get right. away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you have thoughts on season one or if there's things you want to, uh, you know, pose for season two, go ahead and email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. Um, and Roxy, can you tell the people about how they can give back yes if you can please <laughs> head to our poor. website to hornygoats.com and hit support us and we want to thank our friends kevin and rose for donating this week and helping us cover our podcast production costs we appreciate you so much and guess what if you support us we will give you more shout outs and remember five dollars gets you a makeout session makeout. with us yeah so we actually owe kevin and rose a makeout <laughs> session um during the time of covid this is perfect yeah we'll we'll, we'll We'll maybe like we'll we'll uh, we'll get onto what Animal Crossing or whatever, yeah. And we'll have two characters standing there. Um, we'll we'll make a kissing booth. Oh in yeah, Animal we'll Crossing. make a kissing booth in Animal Crossing. We can Crossing. be as slutty be as we want. Yeah, you can't get an STD. You can't <laughs> cheat on your husband. The cleanest way possible. So five dollars, <laughs> you guys, gets you a makeout session. We'll make at out our kissing you. booth and Animal Virtual Crossing. <laughs> exactly. What a deal! <laughs> we we promise you'll enjoy it way more than actually doing it physically with us. So on that note, no. you never know when we're coming through next. So make sure to click mm. subscribe and stay tuned. So have a horny Thanksgiving holiday, our lovely goatees, and remember. And the whole world is on your case. I would offer you a warm embrace to make you feel my love. When the stars
nothing like me yet. I couldn't make you happy, make your dreams come true. There is nothing that I wouldn't do. Go to the ends of the earth for you. To make you feel.